Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Giancarlo Herrera. You coward. I'm one of eight. <laughs> I'm like TJ, the second path traveler. I'm Amanda Facosta, the Octomom. Hey. Oh, that's uh, a person. I am the fourth traveler, and mm. together we make the quartet path traveler reviewers. Oh, what a sad, sad opening this week. <sighs> And we love you guys. haven't figured it out just yet. This week, we're talking about Octopath Traveler. I love that. I just realized I always say, as uh, like in case you haven't figured it out, but it's in the title of the episode. That's. It's not like you just click on should I buy it, though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, unless. Like, unless I wonder what they're talking about this week. <laughs> yeah, unless they just like if you're just listening to like a random episode and then it just goes into a new episode, but you're not necessarily looking. Oh. You know what I mean? It, We're like providing a, yeah. a service, is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Or maybe they know what we exactly. do now, and they're like, "All right, how are they going to spin this shit this week? What are they going to yeah. say in their intro? Octopath what Traveler? Stupid what? thing? Are they what could they say? possibly do for that? Exactly. Yeah. And, and we're all known for our very side. high quality intros. <laughs> Yeah. That's Anyways, for those of around. you who are not aware, Octopath Traveler is a is an RPG by Square Enix. It's a it's a turn based RPG, um, and the whole kind of gimmick here is that there are eight characters. You can start with any of them and then kind of work your way towards whichever ones are next. I don't. I assume it's possible to just work your way to any of them next. However, um. Usually you have like two that are really your options because you have to travel around the map to get to each one. Um, And yeah, so basically you're going on a quest and each of them have their own storylines and objectives and you're kind of completing their stories uh, piece by piece in tandem as you all travel together. Uh, For context, I played it on the Switch. I did not get to play too much of it. I have had the game for a very long time. Um, I started playing it right before we started doing Should I Buy It, though, almost a year ago. And then I had to stop because I got so busy with our stuff. And then I was like, great, it's finally time to play it. But we've been doing so many more projects now that I'm like, cool, I'm going to play just enough to comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really going to be auxiliary support today. Um, But yeah, I played it on Switch and it was nice. Uh. I played it on PC, believe it or not. Cause, oh, you know, no way. It was on sale for $30, so I got it on there. Makes me wish I wow. had an Xbox, because then I would have been playing it for free. Yeah, um, they just put it on Game Pass like yeah. a week ago, I think, right? But yeah, it's kind of cool. Like it, it lined up we were reviewing it for this week, because then it came out on Game Pass last week, and then the sale just happened last week as well, so... The stars kind of aligned for this game. And yeah, I, I played it on the yeah. PC. I played about 20 hours of it. I got to almost midway of the chapter two section for the characters. And 20 hours yeah. for chapter two? Jeez. Oh, well, yeah. you have to do chapter one for characters. like every single character. And each chapter is about an hour. So uh, doing chapter one for each character takes like eight to 10 hours. 
uh, yeah. and then double yeah. that for I guess chapter two, maybe a little longer because my math isn't adding up it's right now. It's a long game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a long a, game. It's a JRPG, so it is a hefty boy. Yeah, Square Enix. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Hi. I didn't play it. I looked into it a lot. I saw. I lo- I, I read a lot of um, just like hot takes on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched several like playthroughs and stuff like that. And um, I'm just very interested to hear you guys talk about it because I really don't know if I would actually have enjoyed this game. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I watched my friends play it. I have not played it. But maybe this show finally pushed me over the edge to buy it because he's been edging me to get this game since it came out. Yeah. Your friend? Yeah. Like he got it on release and he's like... You gotta play this game. You gotta play this game. I told him we were reviewing it, and he was just like, "Oh, you're gonna play the game?" And I was like, "I don't know." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. He would have well. lent it to me, but I would have needed his entire assistant. <laughs> Palazzo, where do you think we should start with this one? Oh God, um, this so- is a hard one to pick. Like, there's no obvious starting point. I don't think I've. I think I've got a good place. Sure. Um, first, just a quick mention about like the style of this game oh, it, it really yes. yeah it harkens back to classic retro jrpgs it looks very final fantasy six ish uh and it's i guess like little eight bit character forms yeah. uh but it, it sort of evolves uh that type of game it doesn't even though i'm saying like oh it's like old rpgs it, it has its own identity kind of like what we talked about with bravely default except i think this one has more of a personality um, and you could really notice that in the art direction of the game. It's sort of like a mixture of that old, old classic RPG style with very modern, like, um, I don't know if it's hand-drawn, but, like, those character drawings are beautiful. And the lighting effects, like, on the 2D plane are very well done. Uh, just the art in general, I really, really love. I think that's, like, the major standout of this game. So, um I don't know. It, it was very unique to me. I, I, it was, it was really cool on the eyes to look at that stuff. So I don't yeah. know how you guys felt about it, but I, I like that aspect uh, of it a lot. I'll tell you, as someone who like bought this game not for the show, like bought it of my own volition a while ago, uh, that was like the driving factor in me. Buying By the, the way, game. I'm impressed, John, because I never pictured you for an RPG guy. Especially well, I love RPGs. Like it's it's the main kind of Do game you? I play. Maybe not turn based RPG. Not, not like turn based. Yeah. Um, not turn-based, but I do love RPGs, and so if you do turn-based well, I can stand it probably. Um, but the yeah, the main thing that drove me to get this were the aesthetics because I really love 16-bit art, uh, that kind of style. However, I think it's very easy to like try and emulate, you know, like SNES era kind of stuff. And just have it fall flat nowadays. Like, it's become the go-to for, like, I guess, smaller games. Which, don't get me wrong, it's still hard to do right. Like, I commend that. But it's where it was, like, exciting and retro for a while. It is now becoming, like, standard again, in a way. Does that... Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I think so, yeah. Like, I feel like... 
Yeah, a lot of those smaller games have kind of by default been like, cool, we don't, we can't compete with like AAA on like the crazy, like high end, you know, ray tracing, whatever. So let's just do, you know, eight or 16 bit graphics and do them in our own style. And if you don't try to differentiate yourself, sometimes it falls flat. And so something this thing does really cool is it takes that flat, like those 2D uh, graphics, that kind of um, uh, 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 isometric view, but it puts it in a 3D presentational style. Right. So even though the character models are 2D, they are flat, they exist within a 3D world and they have shadows and there is lighting. And so the the 16-bit environment, even though it is pixelated, the way kind of the steps fold in the environment, like it looks like a almost like a, a paper Mario game where like it looks like there is a printed paper that is crimped and folded as opposed to just being flat on the screen. And then they have... The lighting is gorgeous, especially on the Switch. Like, I was very impressed. Yeah. Um, and there was, like, a weird, I guess, lighting effects with the water in a good way. Like the a, water, a reflection oh kind of the thing. Water. The yeah, yeah, very dynamic on the water. I noticed that a few times. I, I love the way that water looked in this game. It was yeah. cool. Again, especially on the Switch, I was, like, I was just very surprised to see yeah. that kind of quality in it. Um, so yeah, I, I think they knocked it out of the park with the art direction for someone who like, I looked into the game quite a bit before getting it. I probably spent like, when did this game come out? Do we remember? I think it was 2018, right? I think 2018. Yep. Yeah. yeah because I think I remember spending about a year looking into the game before I finally got it. Um, and the reason it kept like... I was so conflicted was because I looked at the art style and I was like, man, it looks so cool. The idea of the eight characters and the eight stories, that sounds like something that's right up my alley. And then when I saw the combat and like some of it, I was like, ooh, I don't know. It looks like it might be a grind fest. It doesn't look like it's my kind of thing in that regard until eventually I just kind of took the plunge. But yeah, um, art style wise, knocked it out of the park. Uh, Freaking 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> it, it yeah, looks Absolutely. Great. This is one of the... Yeah. Uh, prettiest games I've seen in this style for sure. Uh, again, they they evolve like a very classic formula and make it their own, which yeah. is really cool. And before I guess we move into just gameplay and story stuff and other things that this game evolves, uh, the other thing that I love so much was the music. <laughs> oh my god, ten out of ten as well. I was very very pleasantly surprised because the composer. Of this game, I, I looked into him a little bit, and it didn't seem like he did any other uh, major projects, at least with Square Enix. Like, this is one of his first forays with them, and uh, wow. <laughs> Every character Fire had their own theme. Talent. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they Because, I mean, I hate to say it, but this was like Square Enix's almost B-team making this game. It's not a AAA action yeah, RPG yeah, yeah. experience, so like... And you could see the love that was put into this game. And one of those aspects was the love that was put into the music. Different themes for locations and characters. And they all sounded great. I'm a sucker for violins. And they were everywhere in this game. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was very well done as well. Yeah. Voice acting wasn't too bad either. Uh, I, I thought they had some really good moments. Um, yeah. Pretty good. The, the one thing I did wish, though, was since they did go with voice acting, I wish they had been consistent in like having everything voiced. Um, but I, I know that that's like a huge expense and it's hard for, I don't know what kind of budget this game had. Um, I, yeah, but I, I wanted more of it, you know, 
that's you're gonna see that a lot though in games like with text like this um yeah. a lot of the major moments will be voice acted a lot of the in-between stuff just won't be that's the nature of the beast that there's very few that i've seen that are like completely 100 percent voice acted yeah i'm okay with that like i'm okay um what is it uh, now it's fully voiced but like disco elysium was like that the right. one thing that like kind of got me though was that I, tell me if you noticed it, but there were a few times, and it was not for major moments at all. It was for little stuff, but it was like the text would say one thing and the voice would say another. And usually it was just like an exclamation of something, so it wasn't a big deal. But I was like, why not just do what's written? Right. Did you catch I mean, that ever? I did, but they got the gist and the essence of yeah. what they were trying to say. So I was like, all right, whatever. I did notice it, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's one of like my, like, I guess like... as a creator, that's something I'm picky about. Like, if I were making it, I would want it to line up, either change the text or change the line. So right. it always stands out to me when it happens in a game. I'm like, why? <laughs> but having everything voiced, like, I feel like it's usually, like, the opposite of what people want. Because, like, I know for, like, Genshin Impact, for example, a lot of people just like, shut up. Like, I'm tired of your voice and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Where it's just like... And some people might just want to get through the filler moments. Like, okay, let me read that. Skip, skip, skip. You know, and just move on. Yeah. The bigger moments, you could sit back and relax, you know. Watch cinematics and stuff. Right. Fair. Um, but yeah, I guess that's art. Uh, overall, I think they did a great job with the art direction of the game. Yeah. Um, wh- what should we tackle next? Gameplay or story? Um, I would say both, like, the process of how we go about picking characters and story. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh let's start there. So I, I guess for context, I started with Prim, which is the dancer character, and I think she has such a cool uh, backstory. I was I was very hooked uh, in terms of wanting to find out what happens next. Even if I'll be honest, and we'll probably talk about it more in gameplay, the game lost me a little bit during like some of those parts of her first chapter. Like I would put it down and come back to it and whatever. But overall, like the big story, I was like, ooh, this is really cool. I love the scenes. Again, the art is just so slick that like when when they do like a full cutscene that's animated and stuff even if it's super simple i just loved watching them um and i was i was intrigued i want to find out more about the world and that sort of thing uh but i started with her and then i moved on to alfie who's the apothecary um there's a number of different characters with a ton of different uh specialties and they all kind of fill out your party in in interesting ways but uh palazzo where'd you start uh, I started with the guy that had high defense, <laughs> so I went with Ulbrick. Um, he was cool. I liked him. For those of you that don't know, like the did I cut out? Did you guys hear me? Yeah, you did. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me go back so you guys hear my thought. Um, I started with Ulbrick. He's the dude with high defense, which is mainly why I chose him. Uh, which worked out very well. Very very well. For those of you that don't know, like. I mean, I think John said at the beginning, but the way the game works is all eight characters have their own individual story. It's not like a normal RPG where all the characters sort of meet each other and they their stories intertwine and stuff like it's very individualized stories. Uh, So I chose Ulbrich and then I made like a, a counterclockwise circle towards Ophelia. Then I jumped back down to Prim because John said her story was really good. And he's right. It was very mature. And I was surprised by a lot of stuff in that. Then I jumped over to the hunter lady, and then I went back counterclockwise and finished with the apothecary. Yeah, <laughs> that was my Sweet. journey. So how'd that fill out your party? Not to cross into gameplay too much, but also uh, 
one of the things that is interesting to me, of course, is kind of the order in which you can unlock stuff. And so, like, for me, starting with Prim, uh, Prim is very much like a support character. Uh, each character has their own special ability. And I think it's very clever to see the different ways that that affects uh, both, like, overworld exploration and then combat. Combat is turn-based. It's very much like Pokemon, like... Oh, you ran over this spot, and even though you couldn't see him, there's an enemy there, and now you're in combat, right? Um, but, like, Prim's ability is being able to... You can kind of charm people while you're exploring the world, and then if you still have someone charmed, you get a certain amount of uses where you can summon them into battle. Uh, and, like, for example, I charmed an old lady, and then when I was ever, whenever I was dying, old lady would show up and fire some crazy, like, triple arrow shot into things and just decimate everyone i was like oh my god okay old lady go off um but i i thought that was a lot of fun it was the only thing that was like frustrating for me was starting with the support character was that like i'm very squishy Mm -hmm. and so like getting through combat can kind of be difficult where like it's unlikely for any one fight to be able to, like, down me. The fact that this game doesn't really have an autosave and, like, you have to make it to a save point to save and then be able to heal and all of that. Um, it really made, like, running into those random overworld encounters. Like, here's a bat. Here's a frog. Here's a couple of rats. Like, on your way somewhere, it would make it really frustrating sometimes where, like, I just... I was too squishy on my own, uh, at least while I was getting used to everything. To, like, make it through without dying. So, like, sometimes I'd be right at the end and I'd die and I'd be like, oh, man. And you'd have to go through it again. Um, while it is an engaging combat system, and I think it is 100% a taste thing. Uh, I can see people who, like, love this and love that kind of challenge. While I love the challenge of the individual fights, I don't love the punishment of you die and you have to go back and, like, to your last save point. Um, it's very old school in that way, which I can see being a huge appeal for me, just not my favorite thing at all. Uh, because I, I really, it's just the way I play games. Like I'm really in it for the overall experience. Not so much the, like, I really want to test myself all the time. Right. Um, so we're in gameplay. We might as well talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Might as well. (laughs) Um, the real quick to your point about the saves, um, I think actually they're very generous with the saving compared to other RPGs. Like every yeah, yeah. single map that you walk into, there's like two save points at the beginning and at the end. And I'm like, I do want to stress it's crazy. not impossible at all because a lot of times like dungeons will have save points halfway through. Yeah. Um, so but just, sense, I guess for I someone who hasn't kind. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as someone who hasn't played that many of this kind of game, I guess I'm not like used to that structure. Right. Um, so at least. At the, you know, starting off, it was a very jarring thing to get used to. And then I got better at planning for it. Um, Right. But sorry, sorry. No, no, that's all right. And the autosave feature, there is one. Um, It's not as kind as manually saving. I think it autosaves each time you walk into a new area. Um, But it does not autosave right before a boss fight. So there is that. Yeah. the unfortunate thing about what John was describing was, yes, he did pick the support character first, but this gameplay system is very intricate and very, like, you have to use your brain to figure stuff out. So using a very 
squishy support character is probably not kind to newcomers to a system that's like this. So I could see a lot of the woes that you may have had there. Like I chose a character that probably made the experience a lot easier for myself than it would have been. Because I think it's a lot like a mixture of Final Fantasy X and Bravely Default Combat. So how it works, each little um, enemy that you encounter you have a specific order that the characters are going to go in. So it shows like icons of uh, your character is going to go, then the monster is going to go, then your party member is going to go and so on. And each- just to butt in on that real quick as well, it's kind yeah. of um, for those of you who have played like D&D or tabletop games, whatever, it's like rolling for initiative. But something the game does that is very interesting, which can be frustrating, but I actually think is really exciting and I like it a lot more is that it re-rolls that initiative for every single turn. So sometimes you get lucky and you can like bash on an enemy four times in a row, like with two characters, right? If you go at the end of one turn and at the beginning of another. Uh, Other times the opposite happens and I'll be like at the very end of a boss fight and suddenly they get the whole ending of a turn and the whole beginning of the next one and they just like trash me because they get to go so many times. Um, (laughs) Right. But... I think that is actually very delightful. I really, really like that. As and it's frustrating based, as it is. Yeah, on your speed stat too. So if you find items in the world that jack up your speed stat, you're good to go. But the whole gameplay loop that's happening here is each boss or monster has like a little shield icon that has a mm-hmm. number on it. And you got to break that shield. And if you do that, then you get a whole bunch of turns for your characters in a row. So it's all a bunch of like mind games that are going on with, okay, I don't want to just output a lot of damage right now. I also want to break that shield as many times as I can before the monster goes. So then I can yeah. start wailing on them. But you're also managing a thing called BP where there's like little dots next to your character and the more dots you have the more times you could hit a monster in a row so you're trying to stack up those bp points to hit a monster like four times do a bunch of damage while also breaking their shields and managing like potions and stuff uh there's a lot going on in this game and i found that with each new character that i got my play style changed completely. My yep. strategies would change every time. And I would find new ways to abuse the system that they gave me. Like one of my favorite characters, both for story and gameplay reasons, was the uh, the Black Mage Scholar guy. Um, oh, what was his name? Cyril or Cyrus or something like that Cyrus yes Cyrus Um, he's really cool because you get base magic with him like fire blizzard thunder Um, and then an upgrade for his abilities that you get through JP points which I'll (laughs) describe in a second (laughs) you could use those magic spells twice in a row and just if you have a high magic stat you could absolutely go unga bunga on all the enemies because magic could hit everybody it's it's really cool and intricate. Mm-hmm. Uh, JP is and you can th- boost regular attacks as well with the other points, basically. But right, uh, like you know, if if you have like a, an axe and all the enemies, it's very traditional. Like the more I think about it, it's traditional RPG in a way that relates to both video games and tabletop games, especially where enemies have like strengths and weaknesses. Um, but like if you discover someone has a weakness to like axe attacks. 
and you have four of those points, you can like quadruple boost your axe attack and hit them four times in a row on your turn. Right. But yeah, then you're I didn't even spend those. That's a good point. I didn't even mention that. This is very persona in that a lot of the games that you're playing with yourself in a battle, you're trying to find the weakness of the enemy. Yes. And there's like question mark boxes filled in because you don't know their weaknesses at first. You got to try to find it. Uh, so the whole beginning of each round for a random battle is you like, okay, does the bow and arrow work? No. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. the sword works. Okay, the sword works. Let me just spam sword moves until the, their shield breaks, you know? Um, and one of the moves I had for the scholar character was he could identify one of the random stats there at the beginning of a battle. So you know sort of what they might be weak to there. Um, yeah. One thing I loved about this game is every single ability I came across seemed useful in some way. Yes. Uh, which I cannot say for most RPGs. So I'm like, all right, that kind of sucks. Moving on to the next thing, right? But no, every character, every ability was useful, and it made it very hard for me later in the game to decide, like, okay, who is my main party going to be here? <laughs> um, you know what I they think all had that their speaks uses. to? What? Is the fact that because it is open structure and you can kind of go about the story in any way, I think the team just did a really good job of balancing the gameplay so that you you're never really screwed if like oh i don't have this person yet i can't make it through well that person might make a big difference uh and again like i i suffered from squishy syndrome so like i felt that but even still like there was clear they clearly thought about that and put in ways for you to be able to survive the battle as the squishy player by use of, like, the weaknesses and stuff like that. Um, So, like, even though it was, like, a point of frustration, it was, like, not... It was not super disheartening or anything because it it didn't seem impossible. It was just a little grindy and, like, having to go back through it. Um, But I, I think they did a really great job of making all the abilities useful more often than not, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that also helps out with like the um the evolution of the game as you go on the beginning is going to be a lot lot harder than the next few chapters the more characters Mm -hmm. you get uh that's both because you're getting characters with new powers and you're just getting better at the system they put in place so you really don't have to grind all that much at least not in all the chapter ones because i think they they give you levels at a nice progression going throughout the game just naturally i will say um the future chapters do have a recommended level. So, like, say the one character for chapter two is level 21. For mm-hmm. most of your party, you're going to be able to match that number by the time you get there, which is nice. However, there's going to be one bastard child of the group <laughs> because I didn't know yeah. this until I got there. You have to use the character uh that involves that chapter that you're about to play which i mean duh of course i don't know why i didn't think of that but when i got there i'm like oh i have level 20 uh bow and arrow lady with me right now but i need to use uh prim who i have not used since the beginning of the game so she's level eight (laughs) and she's about to go into a level 21 battle and i did it by the time i got through like the mansion area like she ended up being like level 15 which isn't too bad but um that made the battle the boss battle like 10 times longer than it should have been i think i was in that thing for like 30 minutes i'm like oh god i never want to do that again um but again just like with chapter one 
Uh, the next one that I did was a lot easier, knowing that information. And then the one I did after that, the one for the merchant lady, that was the easiest one. And I cut down the time each time um, and I get better at it. So I think you're going to grind a little bit for the beginning of each chapter. But as soon as you get past that hump, you're good to go. I'll say that is like my main complaint with the actual gameplay, right? Because I... When I was reaching the end of Alfie's chapter with Prim, Alfie's a healer, Prim is like a support summon character, and I had used all my summons, so I didn't even have that ability available to me. I only had her dance moves, which are still powerful. Um, But the problem was, because they were both squishy, I would spend over half my turns using them to heal each other, because they were poisoning us, and one at the end of my turn, I would take like 70 damage. Uh, of poison not counting any additional attacks they did on me so i was constantly healing just to stay alive and then getting in hits whenever it was possible so like i am not the biggest fan of turn-based unless it's done really well so like i love tactical turn-based stuff like uh mario rabbit's kingdom battle i love that game uh i love games like civ i love stuff like that where like there's kind of dynamic movement and it's it's almost like you're solving a puzzle right like almost like you're playing chess or something like that um and so the problem with me and something like for example in yakuza that i didn't love was that the turn-based it didn't feel like it had a good justification to me um it, it just it was less fun than if it was just in the moment combat And so this one, like, you're staring at the same screen for a while. And so it's not necessarily the most exciting choice, but they really do balance it out by the variety of moves that are available to you with the characters and making that a puzzle. So I actually, I I think this is, in terms of, like, this kind of, like, Pokemon combat where it's just like, hit! You hit me! I hit you! You hit me! I hit you! Which I think is traditionally quite boring. I think it's actually done really well because it is very mentally engaging. Yeah, the there's one, so much more going on here. Absolutely. Because there's so much to keep track of. The one thing that kind of like made it a little bit of a detriment to me was that it had the Monster Hunter Syndrome where like in a big boss fight, especially if you're not like overleveled or anything, I did spend, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. I killed the boss, like the big, the big monster. I was working my way through it. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm done. There's just this minion here. And then I made one slip up, which I was like, oh, I don't need to heal. I'll be fine. There's one left. He's about to die. And then he took me out on that turn and I had to go back and start all over. And I was like, I don't want to sit through 20 minutes of heal, 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 hit, heal, 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 hit again, Uh, which gets better as you go. Um, but yeah. when you do run into those roadblocks for someone like me, it was a little frustrating. No, you're um, absolutely right for me too. There's ups and downs to it. Cause just like, I'm yeah. sure a monster hunter, like going through a long battle like that and coming out the other end after a big mental game with the enemy, it, it feels exhilarating. Like, Oh man, I just yeah. did that. That's awesome. But losing to it at the end after 30 minutes, which <laughs> did rough. happen to me once I was like, fuck, <laughs> I needed to take like a, I don't know, a little bit of a break. I went to the bathroom, yeah, yeah. I got something to eat. I'm like, all right, let me try this again. It, but, you you know, you learn the second time around. You know the enemy's weaknesses, so the mm-hmm. process goes a lot quicker the second time if you happen to lose, which is nice. Um, sure. The only other thing I would say is I don't like that they force you to play as those specific characters for their specific chapter. However, the good thing about it is that 
uh, you get to learn their systems too. You don't just stick mm-hmm. with your main four. You see what all the characters have to offer, and then you have to change your strategy too. Uh, when those characters are injected into the battle, like everything goes out the window from the last chapter because you're dealing with a whole new character in your party, right? Oh, yeah. So in that sense, I I think it's cool because it keeps you on your toes the whole game. Absolutely, yeah. I again. I, I think just the, the, the big praise I can give to it is that while there are frustrations and hiccups in terms of this like turn-based combat system, I think it is one of the best done systems I've experienced. I completely agree. As someone that has played like a ton of <laughs> turn-based RPGs, this yeah. is one of the best that I've experienced. You are very, very involved in what's going on. It's really cool. Absolutely. Um... Are we good with, I guess, gameplay? Should we move on to a uh, story? Do you want to touch at all on, like, the exploration abilities and stuff like that? How, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Let, let's talk about exploration just a second. Yes, yes. I'm curious. How often were you going after those chests? In in the overworld and in the, the dungeons and stuff, there are chests. But because these encounters are kind of, like, random... Uh, you always know that going after a chest, like me, who I don't love going through the little like grindy combats, I'm like, I know I'm gonna go after that chest, and I'm there's a ninety percent chance I'm gonna end up running into like a a group of bats that I'm gonna have to kill. Um, but the rewards are so like enticing that I just I ha- I went after it like almost every single time. Oh yeah, you have to. I went after it every time as well. Yeah. Um, because one of my main party members was the magic user and that SP drained very, very quickly. And most of those <laughs> little baby chests had SP boosts in them. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I need to get this. Um, but I didn't mind fighting the enemies because the combat system was so enthralling to me that I was happy to fight enemies. And plus, you gain experience. You're going to level up through those random battles, which is necessary, yeah. right? It kind of alleviates grinding later on, you know, if you just get out of the way early. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. The other thing you mentioned was the exploration abilities that each character mm-hmm. has, which is really cool. Uh, all of them could do their own thing pretty much. Well, it comes in sets of two. So like two characters could basically do the same thing. There's the entrance ability where you could get a new party member on your side as like the fifth character almost. Uh, And they're there for a few turns. Then you have the uh, scrutinize ability that I think both Alfie and the scholar use where you could sort of like Mm -hmm. interrogate a townsperson. They might give you perks like, uh, discount at the inn or discount at the shop, which is very useful. The merchant girl could buy items off of people for cheaper prices, which is very nice. The thief has my favorite ability where you could just steal stuff <laughs> off of people and it gives you a percentage of uh, how successful you'll be. So if there was like a 70% or higher, you're going to steal this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm stealing that from you and there's no consequences. But lower than that, you lose your reputation in the town, which is not a big deal because, again, they give you multiple tries. So you could always save scum if you wanted. But, yeah, all those different abilities. And I believe you, uh, cool. there, at certain shops, you can actually restore your reputation if you wanted to. Yeah, I don't know what the penalty is, like if you have to pay to restore the reputation. but I believe so, yeah. Yeah, the barkeep, I think, restores it for you. So it's cool. I, I like all that stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's the biggest factor of the game by any stretch of the imagination, but I appreciate the abilities that they put in, and it makes me... It, it just makes you curious as to, like, what's in there, right? Because since the world is so intentionally planned, right, it's not like a GTA where 
you know, characters are just milling about at their own leisure. For the most part, everyone who is in a spot has, like, a purpose, even if it's just set dressing. So when you see someone that you can interact with, at least me personally, I felt very compelled to go and see what was available because clearly it had some effect, right? You, whenever you go back to the game, if you do, you should make a beeline for the scholar because he has an ability that cuts down random encounters by, like, half. You're not going to run into them as much. So go for him if you really don't want to run into as many. Mm. Yeah. I do not have that one equipped. That's the only ability I don't use because I'm like, no, I want to gain experience. But you would like that one very much. I probably would, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, real quick. Sorry. Side quest. That is my other biggest gripe with gameplay because they are trash in this game. They're all fetch quests. They're not interesting. And the worst part about them all is that they don't appear on any map or anything or... Uh, I mean, I mean, like progress. Checking the progress of the side quests. Like you could see the little orange dots on the mini map to interact with them, but after that, it's like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? They give yeah. no indication to help you out. So that kind of infuriated me because I like doing side quests and knocking that checklist off, you know. But for this one, I'm like, nope, I'm just doing the main missions. And if I happen to have something already that one of you people need, fine, I'll give it to you. But otherwise, don't care. Yeah. I, yeah, I will say this is one of those games where, and I I feel like I don't normally experience games like this, but it's one of the games where I just pretty much want to see like the main story. Yeah. Uh, because the other stuff just wasn't super compelling to me. I'm like, cool. I want to see what everyone's story is, and I want to experience the battles that you have planned for me along the way. Additional content wasn't necessarily like calling to me that it normally would. At least in the kind of game I play. No, same um, here. Usually I'm like, I'm going to do everything. But nope, not in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall we talk on story just briefly? We shall. Yes. All right. Uh, how was it for you? I'm curious because neither of us have finished the game. I, I, Both of us actually still have a majority of the game to get through. Um, but at the very least, like I appreciate that the stories had mostly interesting hooks. Uh, I had also looked into the game a bit before I got it as well, and so I knew a little bit about some of the characters, like the basic stuff. Um, and it's it's interesting enough for me to be like, I want to see where this goes. Okay. So, hmm. Uh, story, I'll just say it straight up, is probably where I have the most gripes about the game, yeah. but I, I'm not going to flat out say that it's bad because it's not. I'm very engaged with, I want to say, 75% of the stories they have to offer. Yeah. Every single character, like we said before, has their own little individual story. Uh, Primrose's is probably the best. It's very, very gripping, uh, very mature. A lot of dark stuff happens in that one. Um, so whenever I get to another chapter with her, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm excited for this. Again, there's a few that I just don't care about at all the merchant girl like her whole plot line is i'm gonna go out on a journey and explore the world like okay Okay. (laughs) who cares (laughs) olbrix is cool because he's trying to find the person that killed his king uh who used to be like his best friend or something so i'm like wow all right neat that's awesome um you know like some are gonna be good some are gonna be bad but my biggest biggest complaint about the story is how disconnected they are from each other in terms of like 
it, most RPGs have your cast of characters mm-hmm. interacting with each other, going on one united journey together to, I don't know, fight a big bad guy. They talk to each other. They grow as a party. There's bonds between them. All that stuff is super, super cool, which makes you love characters normally even more. But in this, that doesn't really happen. There's moments, like once you get to chapter two, where in between cutscenes you could hit like the start button and um, you'll listen to like a few like dialogue bubbles between your party just your party and that's cool i'm like okay this is what i wanted from more of this game like how does my scholar dude interact with the dancer how does Ulbrich interact with uh the healer like i i just wanted to see more of that because when they're by themselves i'm like i really enjoy these characters most of them i think they're really cool but as a party what happens between them what makes that more interesting that will help us care for the characters even more than i do right now do you know what i mean by that does that make sense i do know what you mean and i think um where like the the combat kind of benefits from being able to go in any direction right like because it's it's an interesting mix uh the story suffers from being able to go in any direction just because they kind of they can't force moments right Right. Uh, to an extent, to an extent, um, at least especially in the early chapters, because it's very individualized to each person. Um, and so I would love to have seen a little bit more entwining. I don't know if it would have made the game less fun if you had like a set order in which you were forced to pick people. Um, but it maybe would have given them a little bit more um, room to craft a compelling story that intertwines in really like specific, you know, ways. Yeah, um, but imagine like. I know this would have been so much work for them, but what if you still got to choose where you started and went any direction you wanted and your characters interacted specifically based on the choices you made? Like if you went left or right, like they had a whole different like scene that uh, they communicated between each other. Again, that's like an obscene amount of work for what they were trying to do. The only thing that really bothered me once they made the choice they made, like, okay, no, these are very individualized stories, very limited character engagement. A lot of stuff didn't even make sense to me. Like when you got to the thief character and you had to break into the house to steal like a ruby or something, I'm like, why would my knight character who's very noble and is trying to avenge the death of a king why is he helping out the thief character break into a house and steal shit like what is his reasoning behind this because he's there fighting with him you know in the party yeah yeah. i'm like uh would they get along i would love to know that like if there was a story here where maybe he was forced to help him out for some reason i don't know give me something but i my suspension of disbelief was a little wonky there I hope, because again, since I'm not super far into the game, I hope that like late chapters might have some of that justification. Um, but at least from what I've played and what I've seen, it almost feels like it's eight separate games that would have been very short. So like they're kind of thrown together in a satisfying way for combat. But again, for story, it kind of suffers there a bit. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you because also it's one of the main things that drives me to play games at all, right? Is kind of yeah. like the people. Who are and you playing? I'm speaking, Why are you playing? Right. I'm speaking from a place of love because a lot of these characters Absolutely. I'm very, yes. very attached to. And I am very enthralled in most of their stories, like I said, which makes me just, you know, I'm greedy. I want more. <laughs> so yeah. that sort of it lets me down when I see like, oh, man, there's going to be no interactions between these guys pretty much at all. Which is a shame, but 
Oh, well. I And this is me speaking from a place. I haven't gone to Chapter 3 or 4 yet. Maybe they do more of that down the road. I doubt it, but who knows? I'll have to see. Yeah. No, I, I get it, and I agree with you largely, yeah. Um, Apparently there's, like, there something in the post-game that puts it all together, but, like, not really. Yeah, oh, is there, like, a I, final, like, cutesy scene that happens or something? I don't know. I think it's just, like, some post-game information that you find out, like, how each of the stories is connected. Ooh, okay. That... I, I don't want to like discount that because I'm sure that could be very that's, that's valuable. Definitely not but, like, the same. It's very hard to make it satisfying yeah. if it's you know info dump at the like, end. Like right? the least they if um, they're not going to interact with each of the characters, the least they could have did was just like at least see that like if you I don't know beat a castle with one character and you play another character, you'd be like yeah like that castle got taken out or something like that. Yeah, Nick Valentine didn't like that, right? Like, just <laughs> maybe he's helping, but he doesn't approve. Like, right. That that might have alleviated some of the the issues there. Um. But yeah, I I I would have loved to see some some more interaction between the characters. Uh, maybe we'll see more of it in Project uh, Triangle Strategy. Oh, that's such a terrible name. But yes, uh, maybe I'm we sure will that see will change. But yeah, I hope so. <laughs> It's very Game um, of Thrones, this game, though, in that you have very disconnected stories that you're following, and they're yeah. all pretty gripping in their own way. So that's cool. Exactly. That's why, like, while it's it's a it's a shortcoming, I don't think it's damning necessarily. No, not it's at just all. A little disappointing. Exactly. Um. But yeah, is there any other things you want to touch on before we move into a vote? Any questions, Amanda, TJ? No, I think you guys Honestly, did a pretty no. good job. My biggest takeaway from the game is like everything we said in the Bravely Default review, this fixes all those problems essentially. Like there's characters that I care yeah. about. <laughs> they all have a reason for most for the most part doing what they're doing. Like there's a goal there for a lot of them. Yeah. The BP system, I feel like, is just an evolution of Bravely Defaults, but done and explained so much better. Uh, it's more involved. You're not just mashing stuff and like barely paying attention. Like, yeah, it's more realized because Bravely Default also tried to do the thing where it's like, oh, it's like a classic JRPG, but not really. Like, nothing about that game really felt all that unique. But this one is oozing with uh originality and uniqueness. I think, despite trying to capture the retro game style. So that was my yeah. biggest takeaway from it. All right. So shall we vote? Do it. I think so. In the case of Octopath Traveler, how do we vote? Okay. So. Starts with okay, so. <laughs> okay. Okay, game. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I have to I, say to you. <laughs> I think uh, just for the drama, let me go second. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, okay, cool. So, I mean, I've said all that I've had to say. Uh, everything that I said in the Bravely Default review, this fixes all those problems. Um, the music is gorgeous. Like I, I listened to it on Spotify on my way to work. I played this game at work yesterday during my free time, so I I love it quite a bit. The combat system is uh, one of the best I've seen in a turn-based RPG. It's very involved, uh, very uh, in-your-brain type of game. A lot of strategy involved. The character stories are very, very gripping most of them and um it, yeah it's a cool unique 
Square Enix RPG. So I think if you like that sort of game, absolutely check it out, especially right now for the price that it's at on Steam, $30 and then free if you have uh, Game Pass. So yeah, why not? I think this is a you should buy it. Wow. Nice. So in my case, I definitely think I'm a little more lukewarm on it than Nick is. Um, There are shortcomings, but the game also has a lot of strengths. I I think it's very unique. It has a lot of personality. Um, And, I mean, you know, you brought it up. We we, we talked about him stuff like wanting the stories to intertwine a little bit more. Um, There is probably a very optimal way to play through the game in terms of, like, having a nice smooth progression path without running into roadblocks. But even then, I, I still think the game is balanced uh, quite well considering the the amount of freedom they give you. While there's definitely more I want to see from the game, I think it's I, I think it's a good game and I, I think it has personality. While I don't see it being a game that I play through, you know, nonstop, like hungry to get to the end. Like I, I definitely did think, all week. <laughs> I definitely think it's it's a kind of game where you know you can play through like chunks at a time and kind of make it through a chapter of the story, and then if you're bored of it, put it down, and then pick it back up and go through another chapter. And because the the system is so dynamic, um, it will always feel a little fresh, uh, even though it should feel largely familiar. Uh, the problem then comes right like I'm kind of lukewarm on the game so when it comes to buying it like where do we land right if you have game pass I think absolutely give it a shot there's no reason not to it's 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 a good game um but if it comes to both your time and your money while it's not my favorite game which makes it hard to like recommend it I think something about it is just charming enough and I have just enough fun with it even if I do get frustrated that, yeah, I think you should buy it. I, I think it's worth the experience. Wow. That's not where there I it is. So. I really, I didn't Hell expect yeah. that. John always I did not expect that at all. So <laughs> you asked me, you asked me this question last time about Bravely Default. Will you go back and play it after this review? Octopath. I will. I will. Okay. As long as I, when I can find the time for it, because I've been dying to come back to it for ages now. And while I don't see myself necessarily finishing the game anytime soon. Like, if we ever have, like, breaks where I can sit down and play it, like, you know, for for a nice period of time, like, I see this being a game that I will complete over the course of many months. Because there there is something satisfying in yeah. in the combat system. And the stories, while they're not, you know, it's no Red Dead Redemption 2 or anything, uh, they're just interesting enough that, like, I would like to see them through, so. It's yeah. a perfect Switch game to pick up, just play it really for a is. little bit and put it down. That's, it's very nice in that regard, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so in the case of Octopath Travel, you should buy it, though. Yay! That makes me happy. Hooray. Yeah. I'm curious, Amanda, TJ, are either of you going to pick it up? No, I'm going to be honest. I really just, <laughs> there's something about it that I, I, and I, and I listened the entire time, but for whatever reason, there's just... In my heart, I'm like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, like, you're not one, you're not gonna buy it, and if you do buy it, you're not gonna have fun, so don't buy it. So, no, I don't yes. think you would have fun playing it. But if you watch the you stories, they- <laughs> they're cool. No, yeah, that's why I was like watching some of the play playthroughs like earlier this week, and I was like, I, I, I don't, I just don't, 
I don't know. No. It's it's weird because I am very like lukewarm about it, but I'm uh-huh. lukewarm in like a positive way where it's that's like why, yeah, that's why your your vote surprised yeah. me. But I hey, that's good. I yeah. think. I guess just like not everything has to be a masterpiece, right? And this has sure. enough good qualities that I don't feel bad about spending the money on it. Okay, good. No, and I mean, hey, like the game it looks gorgeous. Too. And full price. That also comes down to what you define as a masterpiece. Like, if of course, you're talking triple A yes. Red Dead, no, of course not. But as a very excellent game in its own genre, like, I mean, we said this is one of the best combat systems there. Like, I think it does for sure a hell of a job with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. In terms of this style of game, it's possibly the best I've encountered. <laughs> yeah. TJ, you'd like it a lot, I think. It sounds yeah. like I think I would appreciate that game. I might actually pick it up. It's it's so pretty. It's so pretty too. Oh, like, it's gorgeous. It's very pretty. I will give Sounds it that. Sounds gorgeous too. Oh yeah, my that God. that as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what they do with Project Triangle strategy because to yeah. me, it has a lot of the stuff I like about this game, and it's a lot of dynamic overworld fights, more in the style of a tactical rpg like i like it is tactical that's the stuff you exactly prefer, right yeah yeah so i'm very interested in checking that game out people have described it as like a combination of fire emblem and i guess i never played this but final X-Con. fantasy tactics okay um but we'll i, I never we'll played see. that game so i don't know yeah i haven't played either of those but it, it has it looks very like XCOM meets octopath to me so yeah uh i yeah i i hope we we get to check that one out when it comes out hopefully it's a little shorter and i can get through more of it <laughs> probably not but we could dream. probably not but we'll see <laughs> um yeah well on that note i guess i just want to say thank you all so much for listening um special thank you to our patrons and bear jerry benetados if you're interested in supporting the show uh you can check out the links in the show notes or Go to patreon.com slash should I buy. You get access to cool stuff like our 24-hour impressions, our Discord, a whole bunch of cool stuff. So please consider going to support us there. Um, furthermore, if you enjoy listening to us talk, I think you'd much, uh, you'd very much like listening to us talk in character over on Dungeons & Drimbus, our actual play D&D podcast. Um, so yeah, it is available wherever podcasts are found. We are currently in the middle of our second season, Hunt for the Florida Man. It is ramping up, guys. We are we're nearing endgame territory, and it's a it's a very very fun show. So please consider checking us out over there. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk at you real soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.